0: You're now tuning into the Who and How Club with your host, Eris Deshan. Hello. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> you cut it for a second, hold on. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. No, I was just saying, how's it going? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Did I take too long, or? I mean, yeah, like, dude, time management, okay? Time management. Yeah, Kaylee has been talking to me today about my horrible time management which i don't think is is that horrible but she has her own opinion and her own perspective on it and we're kind of started talking about this at two okay it is now what time is it nine o'clock and we're just starting the podcast then we talked like 45 minutes ago and he was yeah i'm gonna call you back in a few minutes (laughs) (laughs) okay so Time management. No, but that, I don't think that's time management. It's just like there's there's a lot going on in a day, you know. There's a lot to get done. You had to cook dinner. I went to visit my grandma. I had to walk the puppy. I have a child now, you know. And yeah. that my child comes first. Well, not really, but everything I do comes first. But it's hard to be so precise with time nowadays. What are your thoughts on time in general? Like, do you think time is a real thing or... What are your thoughts on time? I mean,
1: I think that if, you know, you have people waiting, then, yeah, time's a really real thing. (laughs) In general, of course, time is a construct, right? Like, they use time to sort of put us into this, I guess, box or this cycle or system where we're just waking up, going to work, going to school, doing all those things, and nighttime times we have to go to sleep. So, like, obviously, it's used to control us, but also it also makes sure that you know we're working together like right now i was waiting 45 minutes for, for you to call me you know and i was sitting here like okay what's happening you know what i mean yeah. So i don't know it works
0: both ways i guess i don't know yeah it's weird it's weird i i feel like for me i move it's not that i don't respect other people's time and i do expect people to respect mine but i i don't know I don't know. I just feel like there are some things that you just can't control. And I do feel like time is one of those things. And I think us as people, we spend so much time trying to control time, especially when it comes to showing up on time. And, you know, of course, for work, you know, they have you on the structure. You got to be at work at 8 a.m. or 7, 7, whatever time you start. You know what I'm saying? But no one talks about, you know, you leaving on time. Or, like, if you stay back and, and spend extra hours, you know, no one talks about that or complains about that. But if you're just five minutes late from your start time, it's like the whole world ends.
1: Yeah, well, that goes back to time being used to control us, right? Um, time is, is literally used to make sure that we're that we're sheep that are kind of, like, moving with the herd and getting through our day. That's what time is used for, unfortunately. That's kind of the nature of the world that we live in.
0: Yes, yes, and it sucks. So if I, if I, if you feel like I didn't respect your time today, I'm gonna apologize. But yes, we did have a conversation earlier today in the daytime when I was on the road, and I called you and I said, you know what? Why don't you? Uh, I had texted you. I think it was yesterday or the day before uh, about possibly coming on the Who and How Club uh, just to have a conversation. And, uh, and
1: I wanted to do it in person. Yes. After coronavirus passed but yes Harris is a little
0: bit more stubborn so he insisted that we do it over the phone which is cool yes i figured our episode like no like we're gonna get into who you are as a person how you and i know each other and get into all of that jazz but knowing you i mean you always call me stubborn but i i feel like knowing you and knowing how our conversations tend to go your episode could definitely be like a part two, part three. We could always split it up into different pieces because I know our conversations are gonna go pretty deep, and okay. we might we might argue a little bit. or we'll, we'll debate on some things. So I'm excited okay, to talk okay. to you. I'm here for it. Let's do it. I do appreciate you coming on the show though. So um, thank you for that. I want to say that and start off with that first.
1: Oh, no problem. Definitely pushing my my comfort zones but
0: that's what i said i was doing in 2020 That i was pushing all my comfort zones so yes i'm here yes yeah, yeah let's do it okay so first off i want to you know for those who are just tuning in and they don't you know you're you're just you're a brand new person to the club to the show in general so i wanted to maybe you know let the people know who you are uh yeah just who you are aside from your name being kalia uh who who is kalia who would you say Kalia is if you were to tell someone who's just tuning in? Uh,
1: I don't know. Like, I really, ugh, I really hate that question, to be honest. But who are you question? Because I feel like it tries to force us to put ourselves into, again, these boxes um, that make it easier for people to figure us out and understand us. I also feel like, you know, if you walk by me in the mall or if you talk to me for 10 minutes, you've already decided, you know, who you think I am. So why do I need to necessarily define myself to someone or tell myself, you know, or tell someone who I am, right? Yeah. Um, So right now I I feel like in general I'm just sort of focused on understanding myself. I feel like people in general, and especially me, I haven't taken time to just get to know who I am, to like comb through all the nitty gritty of myself and just kind of figure out like who I am at my core, what makes me happy, what
0: makes me sad, you know, all that shit. I can swear, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You can all say anything shit. you want on this on this show. Okay, on okay this platform All that shit that, you know, yeah. we try to hide from people.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to jump into that so that I can really understand myself and understand what makes me tick. Because if we don't understand ourselves in twenty years, when you ask who I am, I'm gonna say, Oh, I'm I'm still figuring that out. You know, we're always just figuring that out. So I know I don't love that question because I don't want to be put into a box. And I feel like I spent so much of my life trying to fight against, like you know, stereotypes and like yes. people trying to define labels and boxes. Yeah, who I'm not.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but if I really did have to say like
1: something about myself, I would say that at my core, I'm just like a creative. I'm an artist. I love. All things art, every medium from like music to fashion to writing. I actually went to school for writing. Yeah. Because I just love the way people are able to express themselves through art. All that bullshit that, that we carry with us, we can sort of let go and release using art. So yeah. I would say that's the most consistent thing in my life has been art and my love of art and creating.
0: And just being yeah, a creator, I yeah. Think
1: that's, that's the way I would define myself if I really had to. It's just just art you know yes
0: yes do you feel like I I mean you kind of mentioned it but like knowing who you are for yourself is definitely something that's important would you agree with that or of course yeah because I feel like
1: we don't spend enough time getting to know ourselves we spend most of our time filtering ourselves and trying to make sure people don't know the truth about us rather than getting to know our own truth if that makes
0: sense you know yes like knowing oneself before even sharing a piece of that like how do you know the exactly. piece of yourself that you're sharing is actually who you are if you haven't exactly. taken the time to actually get to know if that's a piece of who you are like exactly, you, exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel. Do you feel like, and just sticking on that topic, do you feel like we'll ever be able to figure out who we are? Like, is it an is it a group thing or is it an a, an individual thing when it comes to knowing oneself? Like, are we all meant? Are we put here to figure out who we are as, you know, people? Or do you feel like it's it's each, each it's 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 uh, each person's journey to to be yeah. on that vibe.
1: I think it's each person's journey because, like, some people look at life as, like, they have one ultimate end goal. Like, they want to be a doctor, and they work their whole life to be a doctor. That's their goal. And then you have some people that look at life as a bunch of little moments, and that's how they define their life. So I really think it's it's an individual thing, and everybody has, like, the right to go about it the way they want to, even though most of us don't. Most of us, you know, um, we choose the type of life we think we should have and that's what we go with. But I think if we want to we have the right to explore life however we feel
0: and set whatever goal and expectations for ourselves that we want to Yes, yes. You're so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I like I like the way your brain works. And I agree with you. Um but we don't like I mentioned earlier, you and I actually, no, I don't think I mentioned this, but you and I in conversation, we always point out, you love to point out that you and I hardly agree on things. So yeah. during this episode and this conversation, I'm going to try to find things very specifically on things that we do agree on so that in the fu- in future sense, whenever you bring up the fact that we don't agree on things, I'm going to bring these things up that we've agreed upon. So this is, this is number one. I agree with everything you're saying so far and uh i don't know i just feel sorry go i don't think
1: i don't necessarily think it's that we don't agree on things i think it's that i feel like maybe i don't have a (laughs) preconceived notion of how things and people should be and act and i feel like you kind of do
0: (laughs) well you know what you know right
1: (laughs) exactly and that's the thing i feel like I know that I don't really know anything. Yeah. That I, I, I don't I try to give people the space to
0: be whoever An opportunity. they want to be yes, not yes, push yes.
1: my own agenda on them. Not saying that you do, but I think that um, you have to let people kind of just like be who they are and not push your own or project your own stuff on them, your own expectations on them. And I think that's kind of where where we differ.
0: Where we clash, yeah. But can yes. I be honest with you? There, in my in my lifetime, so far thirty years being on this planet, there are very few walking individuals that have. Um, okay, for an example, like the Who and How Club, right? I created it and came up with this idea because I am looking for something. I'm looking for people who are, I guess, separate from the herd. I separate from the majority. I feel like the majority, this whole majority rules concept, for an example, it's just, it's just followers, right? Like people, the majority, most of those people are the same. Some of them are robots, some of them think alike, you know, everyone's like group, group think, and everyone's in their comfort zone when they know that they belong to this specific group that, you know, even if they don't even think that way that this particular group thinks, they'll they're more comfortable being a part of that because they don't want to feel alone or separate. But I created the who and how clip to look for individuals that aren't afraid to step out of that comfort zone, uh, step outside of that box, think outside of the box and be themselves, their true selves. And there are very few people. And you're included in this that have either surprised me or I could really look at and be like, you know what? That individual is truly an individual and very unique in their own way. Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone is unique in their own way. I do feel like there there are groups of people that exist in order for groups of people like us to exist. Because how would we know how to exist if we saw something and didn't know how to not be, if you get what I'm trying to say. Like if if I see a person in front of me my entire life who's a liar and I don't ever want to be a liar, I need to know what a liar looks like so I know that that's not who I am or want to be. I need that example. To mirror off of you know what i mean um, or to bounce off of and to shape myself into something opposite of that so i feel like that whole preconceived thing is just that i've i've seen a lot of the same types of people in my life so it's easier to judge off the bat not to say i don't give people an opportunity to prove themselves or you know to prove me wrong even but i'm rarely surprised you surprised me the, our our connection surprises me the fact that you and I could be on this phone call right now surprises me because our history, which we'll get into in a little bit it's it's a bit unique yeah and I cherish the unique things and the unique people that I come across in my life the herd i don't really you know they
1: i mean i feel i feel that right but, yeah i mean i didn't make a dis- and this is i think where it goes back to when I was talking about I always used to fight the system I guess
0: yes and, yes. and
1: like go against anyone who I felt was trying to put me into a box yes. I didn't make the decision to go against the herd you know what I mean yes I didn't say oh I hate all the shit that these people are doing I'm gonna do something different right. I'm just out here
0: existing right, right? you and didn't so consciously I, do it you just it's you're you're existing like you're saying exactly this is who I you are the way I am right you know what I mean me and too and I
1: and may, I may not agree with what other people do, and I may not want to make those same life choices, but I also don't give a shit about the choices you want to make as long as you're not hurting anyone else, yourself necessarily, or yes. others. You know what I mean? Like, yes. As long as you're just you're doing your thing, then I don't care what you want to do, and I don't judge what you want to do. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, if you want to have, maybe for me, I don't want to have a bunch of kids or whatever, but there's yes. tons of people out there who want to have a bunch of kids. Have yes. your kids. That's yes. not for me, but I love that for you if if that's what you want. You know what I mean? Yes. So I feel like for me, being who I am, it just it's just who I've always been. Yes. And it wasn't until I released the idea that I had to be this different person that I was actually able to just be who I am, who happens <laughs> to be this person that you're saying you feel is unique. I don't yes. feel that I'm unique. I feel that I'm just myself. And as I get older or as I go through more shit in my life, I just become more fucking unapologetic about it and that's
0: it i like that because what if what if who we are is really what if that's the answer to who we are like just being just being is the answer to who we are because there are people out there that are being the opposite of who they are they spend their entire lives being Mm -hmm. the opposite right so maybe the people who are just being themselves and living and existing like you said this is just who you are you're not consciously going against something just to prove a point or anything like that. You're just, this is who you are. Maybe that's the answer. I have a problem with the people who are spending their entire lives being something they're not because someone told them to be something. Uh, because they're not even comfortable with who they are. Uh, You know, the insecurities, which we all have, of course, but to the point that you're changing who you know who you actually are just to please somebody or to please the herd that you want to be so much a part of I could just never I could never feed into that and I don't like to play the game like when a person's in front of me i'm I'm reading I'm reading it's like a book i'm it's like codes from the matrix like I oh i I recognize this code mm-hmm. you are a code for an example that I've never I can never decipher. <laughs> And I don't think I've ever tried to. And if I did, I gave up very early because, you know, our, yeah, it's just like, I don't think that's our story. I think you're, you're, I'm going to say, I think you're unique because I haven't met a person like you before. So that's where that uniqueness comes in. Um, I mean, you know. I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate yeah. that. I think that when we first met, we were like, I don't know, 18, 19. Well, we were kids, I yeah. Think- yeah, but and I think
1: that why we, at we used to definitely like butt heads about a lot of things, I feel, and I feel like now we still, we still would if we hadn't, I don't know, maybe changed the way we approach each other and, and other people around us. I feel like um, back in the day, you were maybe one of those people that I felt always wanted me to be a certain way
0: that I wasn't. And yeah.
1: I feel like you um, were often like angry with me and stuff because I wasn't the way you wanted me to be, and huh. I feel like that's why we really butt heads back in the day. And also, going back to your point about um, you know people who just move with the herd, yeah, um, and people who I guess go against the grain or whatever. I think I think that it's that either way you look at it, it takes work. Like it takes work to wake up every day. They're not even work it takes it takes something from you either when you look at it it takes it takes something from you to every day get up and go to that 9 to 5 job that you hate and put on that happy thing like that that <laughs> takes work that yes. takes yes. Dedica- like as much as it seems like oh you're just doing you're just you're just you're just being a sheep whatever it yes. still takes work because it's taking away from from who you really are. Just the way me living, living exactly as I want to be and just being very open about who I am, that also takes work because it is, it would be easier for me to just, you know, wear something that everyone else is wearing, you know, it, 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 would be easier for me to not, you know, go somewhere and have people like stare at me because I'm, I'm doing this or wearing that or being different or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. The way you approach life, it takes work. Even if, you know, you're sitting there saying, oh, I don't like the way that person approaches life. It's mundane. It's boring. It still takes work. And I think that, um, we, we can't take that
0: away from people. Like life is like fucked up any way you approach it. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, yes.
1: So for me, I like to approach, I've been working on it because, again, it took me time to get here. I've yes. been working on approaching life from my truth because if I approach it from a place of, of, um, of um, I guess, like putting blocks up and putting my walls up, that still takes work. So why not just approach it with my truth, which also takes work? You know what I mean? Like yes. if I'm putting in the work anyway, why not put in the work to achieve whatever I want to fucking achieve? You know what I mean? Yes
0: yes yeah I'm with you I'm with you um, I think another another group of people that I kind of this you know have an issue with is like okay let's say there are people out there who and we're gonna get back to some of the things you just mentioned but uh, let's say there are people out there who really want to live their truth right but mm-hmm. they're not doing anything about it in order to do that so like the complainers for an example. You know, like they're in a, they're at a place where they don't want to be at, whether it's in a relationship, at a place of employment, whatever, you know, they just, all they do is complain, but they do nothing about it. And I feel, have you ever been one of those people, would you say? Was there ever a time that, yeah, that like you, you were in a place that you were in a place and like, you didn't, you were, yeah, go, go, go. Go with no, of course. Like yeah. that's still me. Sometimes there's still shit
1: that I'm looking right at, and I'm like, "Yo, if I just fucking got up off the couch, I could grab that remote <laughs> control and my life." You know what I mean? There's yes. still things that I'm looking right at that are completely <laughs> attainable, but I sit back and complain instead of going for them, just because you know I'm an individual or I'm unique. That doesn't mean that I always go for all the shit that I want. You yes. know what I mean? Like yes. I'm still. I'm still dealing with shit like that. I'm still not chasing my dreams. I'm still, you know, just because you have one aspect of your life figured out doesn't mean the rest just falls into place. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like, um, I feel like it's hard. It's really like for me, even to get to where I am at this very moment, it was it was tough. Like it took a lot of a lot of loss, a lot of like death in my family. It took a lot of shit for me to get to the place that I am at today. Like being the person I am today didn't come without sacrifice. You know what I mean? So right now, I'm just working on just the momentum, basically. I'm taking this momentum and all the shit that I've kind of worked my way through, and I'm I'm running with it. I'm running with it. I'm not putting... Too much pressure on myself, because I know where I'm coming from, but I'm I'm just running with this, this fuel that I, that I suddenly have, you know what I mean? It didn't just come overnight, it was fucking hard, like October of last year, I was in a horrible place, you know what I mean? Yes. But then something shifted in me, and sometimes not everybody gets that aha moment, or that shift, not everybody hits rock bottom before they can come back up, you know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. at different places. And I think that's just something, that's just the truth of the matter, you know what I mean? We put so much pressure on ourselves and each other to always be doing, always be doing, always be doing, yeah. always be doing. But like, even the situation we're in right now with coronavirus has, showed us, has shown us that we don't always have to be doing.
0: Yes. that yeah.
1: like mental health can come first that it's okay to take a beat that it's you're not a bum because you you know you missed the mark one or two times yes. you know what I mean yes.
0: I feel like this, uh, this state that we're in with the virus and everything I think it's, it's going to change things I don't know if you agree on this but I feel like it's going to change things to, uh, systemically I just feel like a lot of things are about to shift and it's because of this thing and I think that's mm-hmm. why I'm not as worried as some other folks are i mean i am you know taking those extra precautions right and i'm still at work you know in in the field that i'm in i can't really you know we're not shutting down i'm in the social services field so you know we're not we're here to serve the people and the homeless people in the city of toronto so we're not we're not going to be shutting down anytime soon in fact we're going to be a part of that you know transition and stuff like that but even with that said, you know, and not, not having much of a fear, it kind of stems from just having this feeling in my heart that things are about to shift. And people getting this downtime to focus on themselves, I think it's been, it's it's well needed. It just sucks that some people are off of work and might not be able to, you know, afford some things or to pay their bills. Like, there there are many pros and cons to this entire situation. Yeah, you know I, like what I mean? all the people that are dying. 100 yeah 100 i think we just gotta know um something came out today that we had our third death in ontario or i can't remember if it was toronto or ontario Uh, i think it was ontario though we had our third death so it's scary it's very scary like when i'm on the road and i see no like it's like a ghost town everywhere i'm driving like, where are the people you know what i mean it's like things you and i were talking earlier about like this it feels like everything we've ever seen in a film is it's now real life like we are seeing yeah. people with the masks and this quarantine and all of that jazz like how are you spent how are you spending your quarantine if you don't mind me asking
1: honestly i have it's, it's weird this this quarantine thing has been really weird for me because I, again, I started 2019 with, like, this, okay, I'm going to do the things. Or 2019. Doing,
0: 2020 or 2019? 2020 or 2019? 2020,
1: I meant. Did I say 2019? You said
0: 2019. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I started 2020 <laughs> with this idea, like, I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to meet all the people. I'm going to network. I'm going to go everything somebody invites me to. I'm going to yes. fucking go. Like, I, and I just hit the ground running like that. I was, like, going to all these events, doing all these things, <laughs> like, networking, meeting all these people. And then coronavirus was, like, nah, girl we're just going to end all that for you. You know what I mean? And it kind of pushed me back into a place where I was in 2019, where I was like really depressed, I was really sad, I was going through a lot of things. However, this time... I'm, I'm not in that same place where I'm, like, depressed and sad, so I'm still keeping up that momentum. I'm still, you know, I'm waking up every morning and I'm, like, working out. You know, I'm doing some bootleg hot yoga in front of my heater. Yeah. I'm cooking. <laughs> I'm playing video games. I'm dancing around my house. I'm performing for all my throw cushions. Yeah. I'm just, like, living my best life, it like, under quarantine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think that, ironically, the, the fact that, like, I spend so much time in isolation going through my bullshit for, you know, a couple of years, I want to say, like, while my dad was sick and through all of his illness, it's kind of prepared me to, like, be chilling at home, you know, to be okay with that and to be okay with being by myself. I think a lot of people are having a hard time with quarantine because a lot of us aren't okay being by ourselves. We're not Mm. okay looking ourselves in the mirror, you know what I mean? And and just, like, being with ourselves because, again, we don't take time to understand ourselves. I spent so much time locked in a room only with myself trying to understand myself that, I'm cool, you know, and I'm chilling, I'm doing all the things, you know what I mean? Yes. So for me, it's been okay, but I, I understand some people are having a really fucking hard time, and I so I've been trying to be there and have conversations with people I've never talked to before on Instagram and social media. I've been more active on social media than ever. I've decided I'm not too cool for any anything you tag me in, I'm going to do it, because right now, that's, that's what the world needs, that's what people need, you know what I mean? Yes,
0: yes. Do you, do you feel like uh we're gonna overcome this and come out of it like what do you what do you see what do you predict in your heart and in your honestly,
1: mind honestly i'd like to think that i'm not a, an optimist i'm not a pessimist i'm just like a realist and the truth is that i don't actually i don't actually know yeah i feel like prepare for the worst and hope for the best yeah and that's that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm not scared, but just because I'm not scared doesn't mean I I I just go outside all willy nilly or that like I don't wear gloves and shit. You
0: know what I mean? Or I don't wash my hands. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to be. Scared have you been out be the exhausted. house? Have you been out the house? Oh yeah. Have you have, gone? Look, I'm okay. Grocery shopping and shit like that, but like only grocery shopping. Okay. Okay.
1: A necessity am still trying to eat clean. You know what I mean? Eat yeah. Fresh food, which eventually I'm sure I'll be eating like. Spaghetti with almond milk or whatever. But for now, I'm just trying Christ.
0: to, you know, eat, eat okay and everything. Like well, that. So yeah, I've been grocery well, shopping. Well, it's hard to 30. do. It's hard to do anything if everything's being shut down anyway, right? I think that okay. we're running out of things to even <clears throat> to even occupy ourselves with externally, like outside of our own yeah. home So a lot of folks are stuck in their phones, and you know, mm-hmm. we see a lot of challenges coming from the phones and stuff like that. But I think. You know, going back to what you were saying about, like, taking some time to yourself, maybe taking this time to self-reflect, to, like, I I, I truly believe that this is going to shift a lot of things, systemically, and also, you know, for for people out there. Like, we need, we've needed some sort of break, but it sucks that people have to die within this, and it has to get to this point in order uh, for people to get some time to themselves, you know? So...
1: I think that for now, it's like cued and everything like that. It depends on how long it lasts for how, like, the, the morale of the people, right? Like, right now, everybody's still joking about it on Instagram. Yeah. Life. If it lasts a month, two months it's gonna get real you know what i mean like people everything's gonna change you know what i mean like we were we're falling into recession faster than any of us have ever witnessed in our lifetimes you know what i mean like, yes everyone's like oh cheap gas he, 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 but that's like not cool you know what i mean the yes. fact that you can get gas for 50 <coughs> and two weeks ago it was a dollar i don't know 15
0: 16 20 that's like not that's not cool you know what i mean but that's so the, the system yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Of it will die out and and it, it's it sounds
1: fucked up to say but there is a novelty surrounding it right now you know this it's something that we're all in together and it's like okay we're going through this we can get through this but like the morale and the novelty if this lasts more than two weeks everyone's pushing two weeks but when when did everyone's two week quarantine start some people's two weeks started yesterday some people today yeah you know what I mean everybody's banking on two weeks but like that's that's naive you know what I mean so
0: but I think if we could could survive if we could survive through something like this you know, you're mentioning the gas prices going low. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think So
1: what I what I'm sorry to cut you off, but like no, what no, I go. can't stand are these fucking celebrities that are in their mansions holding up their signs saying saying stay home. I get what they're trying to say. They're trying to say don't go out and party. That's the message that they're pushing. Yeah. However It is so easy for a celebrity to stay home. You know what I mean? It's so easy when you have all this money and everything to stay home. There are people who live paycheck to paycheck who could not go out last Thursday and panicked by all the fucking toilet paper. So now that you've got all the fucking toilet paper, this this man who only, you know, got paid yesterday has to go to every no-frills to try to find some fucking toilet paper. But you want him to stay inside. You know what I mean? You also <laughs> have to use common sense. If you, want, if you want everybody to kind of make it through this, you have to live life and consider other people. And that's, like, my biggest issue with all of this right now. You know what I mean? Like, I just... People still, people's true colors are still showing.
0: You know what I mean? I think I think it's a double edged sword with the celebrity thing because we, as we know, like celebrities, you know, they have a lot of power, and if they're using their power for positive, uh, positivity and promoting a, you know, a message, whether or not they're getting paid for it, I don't know if if these are their true beliefs with this whole situation, we don't know, but. I mean, if they're using their platform to encourage people to stay home and stuff like that, and that'll keep people safe, I'm all for it. But I also get your point as well. It's it's a double-edged, man.
1: No, like I'm not knocking the message. I yeah. agree. Stay the fuck home. It's not hard. Stay yeah. the fuck home. Yeah. God, like, that's, it's not the message. It's, it's the privilege behind the message. You know what I mean? You yes. also have to recognize that, like, yeah, even me, I could go out and buy everything i wanted last week like no problems i wanted to buy toilet paper i could have all these kind of things so like you have to also recognize your your privilege wherever you are on the spectrum
0: you know what i mean yeah like why don't they find out why don't they find out who really needs help and maybe use their privilege to maybe send some people some money or something like that so they can survive during this off time or something i don't even mean it like
1: that i don't even mean it on like a deep deep level i just mean like you know some like poor ass mom you know, goes on Instagram for a release and then some celebrities holding up stay home. Well, she's, she feels like shit because she knows she could, she can't stay home right now. She knows she has to lug her ass probably on the bus or whatever. To, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, like, there's two sides to every every story. Yeah, stay the fuck home, but also there's so many people right now who can't stay the fuck home, unfortunately. That's yes. all I'm saying. Like, I'm not knocking it. Yes. I want people to be like, oh, she's promoting, like, going out and shit because that's not what
0: I'm saying. Yes. I'm
1: just saying I always like to, to see both sides of every scenario. Yes. Because it's so easy with one turn of events to be on the opposite side. You know what I mean? Yes, Yeah. Obviously, the losers who are going out partying, like, fuck them. But, like, I'm just saying, like, the people who are, are actively trying and doing the most they can, we have to recognize those, too, like, those people who are doing the most that they can from wherever they
0: can. You know what I mean? 100% it's 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 i don't know man we'll see i'm trying to do my best to stay optimistic and i think some of my optimism has turned people off because they feel like maybe i'm not taking it seriously you know like the past couple days i've been asked hey Eris like why are you smiling why are you so happy because other people aren't you know they're really miserable in this state and I'm trying, I feel like someone needs to be positive, someone needs to be optimistic, someone needs to have hope and keep faith, you know, because if the majority going back to that, back to that, you know, aren't, there's going to be those few like us, for an example, that are just, you know, pushing for, you know, this, I'm, I'm looking at the outcome of this, and hopefully that the outcome of this could be a positive one. Uh, that's my hope that's the faith that i have in this it sucks that people are passing away and we're losing numbers on this planet and then it makes me feel like yo is this population control like where does this come from does anyone really know what's happening right now you know i i try not to watch the news like i'm getting the updates on my phone but it's like i don't know i don't know if the news or these people talking about everything and reporting on it do we know everything is there a plan set that could really save people I don't think there truly is. We just got to wait it out. This is a universe thing. This is an earth thing. This is, it's just what's happening. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You know, I don't want to jump the gun. I think we just have to
1: leave it it there because I feel like there's so many, we don't, there's so many unknowns. We don't even know what we're dealing with. The government doesn't really know what they're dealing with. This is all just, you know, everybody's going through it together. Also,
0: apologize for calling people who are going out partying fucking losers, because that was, like, a little bit... <laughs> but, so, so that you, you, for that. you caught it. You caught, caught it. Apologize. That's good. I apologize for that. I apologize for that, because that's, like, very harsh. I know that, you know, people deal with things differently, so I apologize for I didn't oppose. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, yeah. No, no, I do. I no, apologize. I'm for that because, again, that's, that's no, I'm joking. No, to each his own. To each his own, right? Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah, I just think that we don't really know... We don't really know right now, so that's, that's, that's how I'm leaving it. I even said that I wasn't going to talk about coronavirus anymore because people, like, if you're not scared, people are surprised and I feel like try to instill you with fear and stuff like that. And I just feel like not being scared does not mean you're not proactive and, like, the two, and t- the two don't necessarily go hand in hand. Anyway, yes.
0: I don't think we should talk about coronavirus anymore because... No, um, I think you officially <laughs> win the title of, like, the best intro uh of of an episode like we haven't even started yet and this is like hold on how long are we and we're we're 35 minutes in and we've we've touched on so much and um there's so much energy in this conversation and i appreciate you just being uh honest um and just being open and everything like that and fearless in the conversation because i think <clears throat> You're inspiring me, and my brain is going, 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 going. And uh, yeah, this is how, conver- this is why I want to just have people that I know, especially to just have, just to come on the show and just share their thoughts and perspectives. Like, even though you and I know each other, there's been a huge gap in between us interacting in life. You know, you yeah. mentioned you and I yeah. met like when we were 18, very young. And I'm 30 okay. now. How old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I am also 30. 30 as well. Okay, so let's 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 we we figured out who you are. We know what your perspectives are on certain <laughs> I think things. Everybody knows who I am now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about um, how you and I like our history for a second. It doesn't have to be so in depth, but just to give the people an idea on why I've asked you. You know, you're not just a stranger to me um you know we met back in the day when we were kids pretty much and uh you were a a girl that i uh, liked (laughs) i've always liked (laughs) you and i'm sure you liked me at some point and we we can never hit it off the right way um and i think one of the reasons could be you know what you mentioned earlier about like i've always wanted to I guess you have felt that I've always wanted to change you or like I've expected things from you that maybe you weren't able to offer or present and you were in your own zone. I was in my own zone. I always thought you were an asshole. You thought I was a dick and I'm stubborn and we would clash in that.
1: You just have, I think you have this idea. (laughs) Even back then, you like want a wife and you want a very specific wife and I was never that. <laughs> and not, nah, uh, never not, and I think that was the biggest thing. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, we are all
0: types of twelve. There was no way I could there. want a wife at that age. I was just a bit more mature than some guys, but I don't know. But yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah, we, yeah, we met the summer that I graduated
0: from high school. Yeah, that's crazy, eh? That's like,
1: yeah, that is crazy,
0: super crazy. And that's like over a decade. Right? Yeah. Over a decade. So. That's like 12 years. Yeah. So we have that history. And we were always Mm -hmm. on and off and and, and communicating and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. we would hang out. We would chill here and there. Some summers we would reconnect and we would go. Like, you know, there were always, Mm -hmm. you know, those little moments that we had when we were younger. And then there was a huge gap. Yeah. So where do you think... Why was there such a huge gap? Because can we really say... I mean, that was almost 12... That was about 12 years ago. But we haven't been speaking for 12 years. And then we'll get... So we've touched on the beginning. We'll get to the... Let's focus on the middle right now. And then we'll get to the present. On how we've reconnected. But why do you think there was such a gap? And how long was honestly, that gap? Uh,
1: honestly, I think that it's literally... I got into a long-term serious relationship. Yeah. Um, basically from like starting age like 24 something yeah. like that yeah. so I think that was for me that was the gap right like yeah. I literally didn't talk to any guy that I knew anymore yeah. at that point in time because you know you, you, you tread on some, some thin ice when you do that so I just didn't talk to any, yeah. any other guys at that time, obviously. Right? Yeah. Especially guys that you have history with or, like, you know, sexual tension. Anything like that, you, you, stop, you stop talking to them, yes, right? Yes, yes. So that's what I did. At least for me, that's really what it is. If I hadn't gone into that relationship, we probably would have still been in and out of each other's lives until now, I think.
0: Yeah, because I think even after 18, like, we would still be in each other's lives, yeah. even in the early 20s, right? And yeah. then yeah. I think we would come across each other online very randomly and stuff like that and random moments and then uh thanks to instagram we you know would you say that that's the that's the moment where we reconnected was it because of instagram or like what's the furthest moment that you remember like oh we reconnected in some form of fashion at for me it's instagram or either excuse me sorry facebook or instagram Honestly, you used to text me.
1: I don't know if you just texted everyone in your phone, but you used to text me and invite me to your events and shit.
0: So you always
1: kind of... um, Kept in touch. Yeah, like I always kind of... Like you stayed in my mind because you would text me every once in a while and invite me to your shows and shit like that. And then I think Instagram, you know, it's so easy to like slide into an old friend's DMs on Instagram. You know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, Instagram, definitely.
0: Okay, so now we get back. We get to our current, you know, reconnection, and uh, I, I feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel really happy to be a part of your your life in the way that I am now, uh, because you had mentioned that, like, you know, you said twenty twenty, you're gonna be, you're gonna hit the ground running with like sort of just being a part of things that people invite you to and sort of opening up and, you know putting your walls down i guess just a little tad and i feel like the events that i've been putting on with the who and how club have allowed us to kind of reconnect um so do you want to talk about that and how like you know just like what has kind of brought you to like what what urged you to try to put your walls down for the new year and mingle with new people and try to get out of your comfort zone would you say
1: um, honestly, if I'm being really real, a lot of everything that's, that's kind of unfolded in my life in the past years has to stem from like my dad dying a hundred percent. So yeah. that kind of like knocked me into like a downward spiral where I was just like super fucked up for a long time. Even when he was sick, I was just like a, like a, a mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I had, so my dad died this February 2018. Then February 2019, I had another close family member die. And that was like, her death was like my turning point in the other direction, right? So my dad's kind of like made me hit rock bottom. And then her death kind of was like, okay, life's really fucking short. Let's turn this around. And then after that, I sort of started working on just like, taking baby steps towards picking up the pieces and figuring my shit out and, like, getting my stuff together. And then summer of uh, 2019 hit, and I started to kind of, like, work more on, like, getting back in shape and, like, feeling better about myself and just, like, going out with friends and things like that. And then fall, I kind of had it's like, a relapse, and I I was I had, like, a really fucked up time. And again, that's around my dad's birthday, so I don't know if that's, you know, a trigger or anything like that. And then after that, I was like, no, we're doing this. Like, I made not even New Year's resolution, but I was like, okay, I'm turning 31. Yeah. I have so many things, like, like I have so many things that I want to do. Like, my dad and I had the greatest relationship. Like, I need to to need my life for my dad. In the, not in the sense of, like, you know, dedicating everything I do to him, but, like, my dad would want me to, like, Fucking do all the things he knew I could do. You know what I mean? My dad was like my biggest cheerleader. He, every, like anything I ever tried, he was like, you can do this. Like you're a jack of all trades. Anything you touch, you, you can, you can turn to gold or whatever. So then I was like, you know what, let's, let's take that. And like, instead of it being like a source of pain, let's turn that into like our fuel to like keep us going. You know what I mean? And then ever since that, I've just kind of been riding this high and I feel like everything kind of Um, works in unison, you know what I mean? Like, my happiness fuels my confidence. My confidence fuels my, like, I don't know, social activity. Like... Everything kind of is working in unison for me right now, and that's really—I guess—that's something that's really important for me. Like, all aspects of my of myself are kind of really connected in that way. If I feel good about myself, I'm going to be confident. You know what I mean? And I don't mean confident as in like I think I'm like the hottest girl in the room or something, but just like confidence as in like I don't look to anyone else to feel good about
0: myself. Do you feel like? No, for sure. Do you feel like you have to honor your father? In doing that, like doing this is sort of like honoring him and his passing, you know, like this is something that he would want for you. He would want you to, you know, push yourself and, you know, just put yourself in different environments around different people and shed your your old skin, let's say, put your walls down and try new things. Do you think that you do that in honor of him?
1: Honestly, no, not at all, because my dad was very much... um, he wouldn't want me to carry that pressure. He wouldn't want me to carry that that burden, right? Because if you start living your life to honor, you know, the dead or whatever, you that that creates a hole and a burden and a weight in and of itself. You know what I mean? Right. So th- this, where it was fueled by my dad and and um, my aunt passing, it's 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 in honor of them, not not for them, not not to you know honor their, it's just to honor their, that they ever existed do you know yes. what i mean like my existence is so much more
0: important because they existed if yes that makes sense. yes yes so, what so it's not about it's like, not about them passing them not being here it's about the fact that they were here what exactly. kind of shapes you and makes who you are today. yeah and the yeah. marks they, they left on me yes people you yes, know what i, mean? yes, like, yes. I I should
1: be sharing, I mean, I should be sharing those marks that they left on me, you know? A a big part of my personality and my, like, my attitude, the way I look at life is my dad. A huge part of that is my dad, you know what I mean? Like, he just was the coolest, the coolest person ever, and he, like, always encouraged me to just be fucking cool. You know what I mean? Just, like, do your own thing, just be cool. So it's just, like, okay, like, this person... And filled me with so many things to help me get through this. Like, so I'm gonna do it now. You know what I mean? It's 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 not I don't feel this, this pressure. It's it's not a pressure because that's not how our relationships were. I think if you did if you did have a relationship with a person who put a lot of pressure on you to be a certain way, I think maybe yeah, you would feel I would feel that burden. You know what I mean? That yes. burden to like live my life um, the way they would want me to. But because the relationship I had with my dad was very like take take me as I am flaws and all like we, yes. I see you we see each other it makes it easier for me to just navigate life but just make sure I'm I'm navigating it the way I want to you know what I mean yes one
0: hundred percent I'm happy I I appreciate you sharing all of this uh, it means a lot I ha- I haven't had anybody close to me pass away yet um, and it's weird to think I I was just thinking that you know there are moments where I think like, you know, my grandmother who's like the elder in the family at the moment and the oldest, like she could probably pass away, but you know, it could be me. It could be someone way younger. It doesn't have to be the person who's the oldest in the family. Like anyone could pass. And I, I sometimes, uh, when I'm by myself, I I think these, these thoughts cross my mind about like, you know, how would I feel, uh, if, such and such pass Like I already know how I would feel if my grandmother did. I know what marks she's left on me, you know. She taught me the foundations, you know, the manners, respecting women and all that jazz, the importance of family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if my cousin, my first cousin passed, you know, I I that's why I'm trying to like right now I'm spending a lot of time with family because I I think in this moment I'm cherishing family even more now than I did when I was younger because I I understand how short life can be. It's long but it can also be short and you never know what's going to happen. Who who's who won't be here tomorrow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I try to live my life like not not like so aggressively or like, you know, oh, I ha- I have one life to live, so I got to do everything now or else I might die tomorrow, but we have to cherish the little things, especially the things that we have access to, especially if those things are in human form or family form. Like let's cherish those things. You and and my connection. Like I do cherish it. Like I cherish the fact that you're a person that I've been able to come across and and share something with and be able to have a conversation with today in 2020. Mm-hmm at this stage of our lives you know like it's something to cherish and we have to look at things and cherish these things a bit more and appreciate them because you never know when someone's not here anymore or won't be here Mm -hmm. you know think think about that connection you have with someone someone or something you've learned from them like don't wait until they're gone to like either honor them or shout them out like use them while they're here and then hopefully you know what
1: the reality of at least my experience, everybody yeah. deals with loss differently because some people, you know, people die for them and it doesn't destroy their life, you know, for yeah. a couple years like it did mine. You know, everybody deals with loss differently. Yeah. Um, but I think that no matter what, I, I get what you're saying about like cherish every moment or whatever, but I feel like no matter what, when someone dies, you're going to feel Regret. You know what I mean? Like you're going to regret the last time you spoke to them because of something you didn't say, Mm. something you didn't do. Even if you saw them a moment before they died and you were like, I love you, you're going to be like, oh, I should have said I loved you and given them a kiss. Or I should have said I loved you and given them a hug. You know what I mean? No matter what, you're going to feel regret. No matter what you do, how much time you spend with that person, it's never going to have been enough. And that's simply because you're never going to get another moment to rectify that. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that I had to realize. And it's not something you can teach. Like, you can't teach someone how to grieve. You can't... Like, I mean, you can teach people how to cope after the fact, but in in advance, you can't take classes on how to grieve because you don't know what you're going to feel until you've already felt it. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where, like, you can't mentally prepare for it. Like, I knew my dad was going to die at some point, but... And I tried to mentally prepare for it, but, like, I, I... it, it was just something that you can't fathom until it actually happened, right? Is there, so,
0: is there something that you feel like you regret that you didn't get a chance to say to him?
1: Um, No, not that I didn't say to him. I just wish that we had... I think when... Because I had such a hard time when he was sick, like dealing with him being sick, I think that, like, we didn't have... As many of our, like, deep convos and our long talks and our... We used to go for um, long walks in the park and just, like, talk about life and childhood or whatever. And I, I think because I had a hard time being around him when he was sick, I kind of didn't do that as much with him. You know, I had a harder time just, like, delving into the deep, nitty-gritty shit with him Yeah. Um, than I normally would. Because it was, like, you know, the fact that I knew he was going to die was kind of like the elephant in the room. Yes. So... I guess that would be the only thing that I really regret is like that I didn't I didn't have more of those deep convos and more for him than for me because I think that that was something that he loved about our relationship that we could, even though we were father-daughter, we could be like friends too, you know what I mean? And I think that's probably, you know, he, he like growing up, well, I did, he grew up in Canada but being like Jamaican background, you know what I mean? I think that's not something that's like in his day, was super common, where you could, like, you know, your parents were always your parents, you know what I mean? And right. there wasn't, like, this line that you crossed, and we, and I think because he had daughters, and just, like, just his, his mindset, he was able to sort of transcend that father-daughter relationship with me, and so I just, I just wish that we had, like, just kept that that going all the way till the end, but it was, it was me, I had such a hard time, you know what I mean? Like, dealing with seeing him in certain ways yes and seeing yes him, you know
0: yeah if and I, I have a few more questions about this and if you're not comfortable please let me know but I wanted to um ask you if if you had the chance to say something mm-hmm. to him like right now you know what 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 is one thing that you would say to your dad if you could uh, honestly like
1: <laughs> I don't even I don't even know like I, I, in my life, I said every, like, I can say that I said everything, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I said everything I wanted to say to my dad in his, in his lifetime. I think that the only thing is I'd want to be able to talk to him about, like, you know, like, we shared a love of music, so, like, when a new song that I love comes, I'd love to be able to, to like, let him
0: hear yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Or, like,
1: now that, you know... <laughs> Uh, covid 19 like i'd love to be able to like get his perspective on that because like we would just like talk
0: about shit like that (laughs) all
1: the time you know what i mean just like i think it's it's not so much what i would say to him it's like all the moments all the life that's happening that he's not in
0: what's yeah you know no 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 that's good that's good um what is what is a memory that you have of him that's like your fondest like something that you think of all the time like whether it's a moment or a day in your in your mind that like when something happened, whether you were there or the conversation you guys had, like what's what's something that sticks out to you, a memory of him?
1: Honestly, I don't have a specific memory really because he was such a constant in my life. He was just like in every every memory. You know what I mean? He's he's he's, he's my all my memories like, he never missed a birthday, he never missed anything, like, every memory that I have, he's there, except from the ones that I've made in the last almost three years, basically, um, but, like, I all like, he used to call me Junior, <laughs> because he never had a new son, so I, like, replay <laughs> in my mind, like, him calling me Junior, he used to call me Junior Max, my last name McCarthy. and, um, just, like, things like that, like, just, like, the,
0: like,
1: like, certain things he would say to me, you know yeah. what I mean, yeah. like, those are things that I replay. Those are things that, like, I'm like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Or like, sometimes some like fucked up shit happens, and I'm like, oh, like, I wish I could like ask my dad about that, or you know what I mean? It's yes. not he, hes like so present in all my memories that like, there's not one specific one where I'm like, oh, that's like my favorite, but because really, like, his whole his whole existence in my life
0: is my favorite
1: memory. You know yes. what I mean? So yes. like, there's just like little things about him that I that I really miss.
0: You know? Yes. Yeah.
1: and also like i have his dimple so that's really weird for me like every time I look in the mirror i'm like holy shit like i just like we have the exact same dimple so there's just like you know like a
0: little like little thing yeah and uh yeah so the events and thank you for once again thank you for sharing all of that um i feel like i talk really fast but i'm sorry (laughs) no, no it's good it's good it's good this is good energy um uh you know the events that I was mentioning earlier uh for those who don't know um the Who and How club they present a and I'm talking to the people right now we present a uh, a biweekly event series uh downtown in downtown Toronto it's called Rampage that focuses on pretty much you know self reflective exercises where we have deep conversations uh with with People, You know, a lot of strangers come through people who haven't met each other ever. And, you know, have these, these uh, timed these sessions of just conversations on random topics that people, you know, anonymously provide. And we also do like these writing exercises that are very self-reflective and give people the opportunity to share pieces of themselves. So we have the podcast, we have the blog, we also have the event series. Um, Obviously, Rampage is currently on hold because of the virus and, you know, the venue that we hold the event at, uh, you know, wants to respect the procedures and, you know, he has shut down for now. Uh, But that um venue is blue moon lounge downtown toronto on college street uh, but we're going to be announcing uh new dates and stuff like that once all of this stuff blows over um but you know kalia has had the pleasure of you know coming to the events and i've had the opportunity to reconnect with her uh you know, through this event series. And it makes me think like, if I never, if Rampage, it, everything is like a snowball effect, right? Like if the who and how club never existed, Rampage wouldn't exist. And then if Rampage would never existed, Kalia probably wouldn't be on the phone today with me talking to you folks. So it's just weird how, if you put that, when you put things into perspective, you know, everything happens for a reason. And we're really yeah. excited for Rampage to come back. Um, so hopefully this thing blows over. But, you know, I've seen Kalia, you know, share pieces of herself in moments where she wasn't really ready to. And I've kind of tried to push her to, you know, just talk, just talk to the people. You know what I mean? But I just want to commend you for still, you know, just still pushing yourself, being open, even being on this conversation, on this phone call with me today, coming to the events and uh, just being you. Yeah, I think it's
1: just a part of the process. I think um I got to a point where I was like sick of my bullshit and I think I think like people can give you advice. When you
0: listen, bullshit. when you're sick of your own bullshit, I think it's the best feeling ever. You you yeah. don't want to be anything but greater than yeah. that bullshit. You know, yeah. that you're trying to get away from. Yeah. So I I like yeah. how you said that
1: that's exactly like what it is because i feel like for me i'm not really one to like ask for advice or take people's advice because i feel like advice is very much fueled by someone else's expectations perception and projections. so if i ask someone for advice about my love life well maybe they have a really shitty love life or they got burned a thousand times so that's gonna that's gonna snowball into what what type of advice they're giving me you know what i mean so I, I, I tend to not really ask for advice. However, I do get to a point where I'm, like, set up of my own shit. And I'm like, listen, you got to get your shit together. And that's that's what happened to me. And I think a big part of it was just, like, being willing to be vulnerable. Um, vulnerability has been such a huge part, just, like, a huge topic that's been brought up with so many different people in my life yes. over the past couple months. Yes. Just, like, that willing like, without vulnerability, like, you're not doing anything, like, every, every step forward requires vulnerability, you know what I mean, even every step back, because sometimes you have to be vulnerable, you fail, you fall down, you get back up, I think vulnerability is one thing I really, really have to keep working on, and I just have to keep pushing, because I have such a hard time being vulnerable, I have such a hard time, like, showing emotion, open, opening up to people, letting people in, like, and I think that's, that's another reason why maybe you and I, Eric, back in the day had, like, kind of like this roller coaster ride of a relationship and a lot of like my friends in the past, maybe I don't talk to them anymore. Like it, it was it was my own shit, my own lack of being able to accept myself and to be vulnerable and let people in and like this idea that if you see the real me, maybe you won't love like what you see kind of idea. You know what I mean? Yes. Um and I got to a point where I was like, I was fucking sick of that. I was like, hey, we're not doing that shit anymore. Like, if you don't like me, there's so many there's so many options for how you can, like, exit my life. There's stores. There's cars. There's the unfollow button on Instagram. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I think you have to get to a point where, yeah, you can get all the advice that you, that you can from every Tom, Dick, and Harry. But until you're fed up with yourself that, like, you're not going to do anything until you want to,
0: you're not going to do anything. No, for sure, for sure, you got to do it, it. it's, it's a process that you got to, you know, like, if you're not ready to, (laughs) like, I can't love you if I don't love me, and I need to focus on loving me first before I love anybody, right, same with trust, same with, you know, accepting, acceptance, patience, I have to be Mm. patient with my own process and my own life, and where I'm at, who I am as an individual, if how can I be patient with anything external from that if I'm not even dealing with my type of you know my struggles or who my my progress in life like i want to be but I want to be better I want to be a better version of who I was yesterday two hours ago, even I'm always self reflecting I'm always in my mind, and I'm a bit of an overthinker, but i I always just want to be you know, I've lost friends and relationships and let go of people because of my behavior and stuff like that, because also I wasn't ready to adjust myself based on what they expected of me. But I've also, I also acknowledge that I might have hurt some people in that process in these selfish phases of mine. And I have to acknowledge those and understand that like, I can't keep living a life like that. I got to, You don't feel free when you're living that way, when you're lying to yourself, let's say. Mm -hmm. It's time to get over this. It's time to grow, not grow up per se, but let's try something different. (laughs) Let's get some different results. And you won't get different results without trying something different and adjusting yourself. Um, That's why when you call me stubborn, even to this day, it's like, you should know, I wish you knew how not stubborn I am nowadays. Like, I'm actually really like i'm really cool now like I, I i listen to people i'm willing to like you know go like try new things and like go with another person's way of doing things i'll try something before shutting it down i used to shut things down from the bat because it's like my way or the highway or like i know that i'm right and you're wrong already but no i'm willing to like be a bit more open and i think that right now well, you know what? yeah
1: I'm going to apologize, Ben, for calling you stubborn all the time because I was actually talking to one of my cousins about this. And um, if you you are doing the work to change or – I don't even want to say change, but to improve yourself and sort of like – because you're never not going to be stubborn, let's be honest. You can be less stubborn, but it's in your nature to be stubborn. Like, I, I don't think people change that much. But we <laughs> learn how to... We learn, we learn how to you're adapt so to situations. Hilarious. You know what I mean? And yeah, be, like, yeah. less stubborn in certain situations. You know what? Like, you used to call me an asshole. Yeah. Like... Maybe
0: until the day I die, I might always be an
1: asshole. But I've learned to be like less asshole in certain situations. When to turn up the asshole,
0: when to turn down the. Well, asshole. Well, you know when knowing. to use it. Exactly, it becomes like yeah. a it, it becomes like a weapon. Like you're like a knight, exactly. and you got your shield, okay. your sword. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I feel. I look um, at it that way. But. But I was talking to my cousin
1: about about this because my cousin and I in our in our family are kind of the two. Like she's the one who's who would always like like do some fuck shit, and like everybody would be pissed off at her or whatever and I'm the one who's like always really bitchy calling people out blah 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 blah. And so um we recently got into it with another cousin of ours and she was like throwing all the shit in our faces from when we were like sixteen years old. And I turned to her after my cousin that you know we were both getting reamed out. I I turned to her and I said, It's funny how this cousin is reaming us out for the thing for things that we did when we were sixteen. She doesn't even know that because we've gotten so much criticism for being a certain way, we've actually been putting in the work to not be that way. Yes. To work on ourselves. But she has always been crazed for being this great person. When everyone's always telling you you're great, you don't always think you have to improve. If people are always telling you you're shitty or you're doing fuck shit, you're more likely to try to
0: improve. You know what I mean? Yes. So I feel like that's kind of... That's why I, I apologize for,
1: for still calling you stubborn because you've been putting in the work obviously to approve and if somebody's, you know, always throwing shit back in your face, then it's like fuck,
0: like Well I we're using work, we're we're going based off of our experiences from the past. But if we're not yeah. if we're not gonna adjust ourselves and understand that people can grow, you don't exactly. you don't you don't change. I don't think people change per se at their exactly. core, but they adjust, they grow. Exactly. Everyone should be growing from their, you know, Putting away childish things and you know actually, you know just improving on themselves and using the tools to your advantage, but not at the detriment of others. Like, okay, yes, I'm stubborn because why? I'm a Taurus. Whoop-de-do. That's a characteristic that comes from that. Or maybe I am just a t- stubborn person. But how am I going to use that stubbornness? Am I? I think my stubbornness has uh, helped me get to the point that I'm at today, and I'm happy with where I'm at i'm happy I, i'm proud of myself you know without that stubbornness i'd probably be somewhere else so it's like unknowingly these things are actual tools to help us maneuver in our lives but at some point those things control us the stubbornness yeah. the everything it prevents us from experiencing new things because we're so in embroiled in our in in our fuck shit and our in who we are it's like me 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 like yeah this is the ego this is but if we once we grow and we separate ourselves from those those characteristics or those things, you know. Like I said, they're like weapons. Like you can use them to your advantage in a good way, as long as it's not at yeah. the detriment of others. And understand that, well, yeah, you know, like Kalia Kalia can to... grow. Twenty twenty Kalia is not two thousand and eight Kalia. I'm aware of that. It's it's about yeah. awareness and uh, accepting people's growth and process. Yeah,
1: and like any tool, you have to learn how to use it, right? Exactly. Like eighteen year old me, like. And it's weird to be thinking of these things as tools because they
0: have such negative connotations. But really, yes. you have to know when to... Stubborn is about knowing
1: when to stand your ground, right? And you need that in life.
0: You do. Um, like, you do.
1: But like any tool, the first time you use it, you know, you're going to...
0: Yeah, you've the, never you used know, it before. It's, it's first a foreign. The you learn how to use as a kid is, is like a pair of scissors. I remember back in the day, I took my report
1: card home when I was in grade like... I don't know, in kindergarten or whatever, and my mom was like, cut and paste? Like, they gave you an A for cutting and pasting? What the fuck? Like, you know, my mom was like, that's that's what I'm sending my kids to school for? Yeah, but really, yeah, yeah. like, back in the day, you know, you didn't know how to how to cut on the line or whatever. That's the first tool you learned how to use. But now, you know, you can cut maybe a little bit straighter. It's the same thing. Every tool you have, you have to learn how to use it. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the same with all these aspects of our character and our personality. We have to learn when to... Like, what hat to wear almost in certain situations? And it shouldn't necessarily be that way, but that's the nature of the world. That's the nature of getting by. You know what I mean?
0: Who? I have a couple of questions before we uh, get into the next segment. Um, okay, a tool that I'm learning to use at the moment and perfect the usage of this tool uh, is forgiveness. Forgiveness, not only you know external. You know, I think you were a part of the conversation at one of the rampage events about. Uh, were you there when I mentioned that I felt forgiveness is overrated? Were you a part yes, of that? Were you? Yeah, you were. yeah okay.
1: and I felt okay. that it was directed at me. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, but, yeah. There's that ego, but uh, no, 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 that's funny. But I do feel like forgiveness for self is is key you know what i'm saying i feel like we hold ourselves accountable we have to hold ourselves accountable for sure but we also have to not be so hard on ourselves especially for mistakes that we've made or you know that that childlike behavior that we once had maybe a decade ago or those mistakes we made like we have to forgive ourselves and i'm learning how to use that forgiveness tool right now in the right way is there a tool that you're currently working on that you could say, you know, we're talking about stubbornness as a tool, forgiveness as a tool, happiness, let's say, you know, uh self awareness. Those these are all tools, life tools. Is there a tool that you could think of right now for yourself that you're you're learning how to maneuver with?
1: Oh my god, yeah, again, for me it's one hundred percent vulnerability because yes. um like just every relationship in my life I think that I've had has been hindered by my lack of the ability to let people in, to, like, let them see my true colors. Every opportunity I didn't go for, every job I didn't apply for, it's, like, that that fear of being vulnerable, that fear of wanting it. You know what I mean? Like, for me, that vulnerability de- definitely, like, manifests manifests itself in me not wanting to show that I want this. Because if I, if I show that I want this and I don't get it, it's, like, people are going to think that like I ain't shit you know what I mean that like I can't do this you yes know what I mean? yes um so I've been really working on my vulnerability and I've noticed like such connections with like even my best friends you know what I mean like even like my closest friend and I like I just feel like ever since I've just opened myself up a little bit more we just have such a more a deeper connection even with my mom with with the people that I meet like new people that I meet like I'm just way more open way more Open to their story, open to to telling my story, and I think that's something that, and it, it's weird because it's a tool that I never even had at all before. <laughs> so it's not wow. even like a tool that I had that I have just learned to use. I literally just bought this tool, unboxed it, and now I'm like actively using it. You know what I mean? And yes. It's honestly, it's great. It's it's an adjustment. It takes it takes a lot of work. It's not it's not easy, but it's a
0: tool that the, the number one tool I think I was missing in my life thus far. Huh. We we're talking about who you are and we're getting to know you very you know, on a deep level, which is really cool. Uh, if you were to answer like how you became who you are today, uh, if you were to sum it up in like three words, you know, or like three things that might've occurred or like what, what got you to this point of, you know, who you are, the version of who you are today, Kalia McCarthy today, March 25th, uh, 2020. How did you become who you are today? How would you answer that?
1: Honestly, I would say, um, I would say being, being kind of like an asshole for a good chunk of my, like, life. Being an asshole, then uh, lo- great loss that showed me that being an asshole doesn't get you anywhere. And then I would say, just like picking up the pieces and trying to put the pieces back together, and realizing that the shit you were doing, that I was doing before, um, it doesn't work for me anymore, and that you, that I, that I need people, and that I want people in my life, and that mm. I, it's okay to want to have people in your life. It's okay to to not burn every bridge that you cross that you're done with. I used to yes. be such a bridge burner. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so I would say that's kind of what brought me here. I think if I hadn't, if I, honestly, it's so fucked up to say, but if I hadn't lost the people that I lost in my life, I would never be where I am right now because I still would have been taking everything for granted. I still would have been um, thinking that I'm entitled to something. And if I don't get it, then like, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Living my life without gratitude. Now I feel so much gratitude for every moment, every person that I meet. I feel, I just feel more humble. I feel more excited to to be alive. You know what I mean? And I feel like that comes from, from loss. That comes from, from, for me, from loss, from like living without something that I can never get back. It's like, okay, so I, I had to I had to change. I had to become Viscalia because I can't risk losing anything or anyone else without putting everything into my relationships or into what I what I love. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, top two pet peeves.
1: Top two pet peeves? Yes. Are we talking like deep level? Or are we talking like
0: Top blockers? two pet peeves? Mouth breathers. Top two pet peeves.
1: <laughs> Just in general.
0: Go ahead. Oh, uh,
1: that's a tough one
0: because I got a lot. I know you me. got a lot. That's why I'm laughing. I have so many, we've spoken um, of we've spoken about pet peeves in the past, so I'm curious to know oh what. Oh my god. Okay, I'm
1: gonna go. I'm gonna go one shallow, one deep, because I feel like that's kind of my duality in life anyway. A little shallow, a lot deep. Okay, so my shallow pet peeves definitely just people who aren't like Costco is my pet peeves just like a group of people who are so involved in themselves that they just don't recognize that there are other people who need to navigate and exist in the world around them no spatial awareness not because you know of any other reason than the fact that they're so self-absorbed mm. number, number one shallow pet peeves okay. on a deeper level I really have a problem with people who don't let other people just fucking live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you come to me and you're like, yo, I want to like run away and join the circus, I'm going to be like, you know what? Here is a clown nose. <laughs> Here is a, big, uh, a a red wig. Have fun. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. But then you have some people that are just like dream killers. It doesn't hurt me to support your dream. It doesn't hurt me to make you feel like you have the greatest idea in the world if that's what you really want. So I'm going to support it. I just People who always have to be like, Always have to play devil's advocate for everything. Always have to be. and I know that like obviously again it's a double edged sword, but I like to just motivate people when I talk to people and I think that's actually one of my strong suits is like if someone comes to me with a dream or an idea, when we get off the phone, they're like they're going for it. You know what I mean? That's yes. my goal. Yes. People who who are anything but that, I don't like I don't I don't fuck with that energy because I feel like it It. it, it Makes people feel so good to believe in something, and like if you can encourage someone to believe in themselves, like why not? You know what I mean? Like what does that take away yes. from you? You know what I mean? Yes. So
0: yeah. Why do you um? Why do you keep coming to the events? Why do you keep coming to Rampage?
1: Um. I don't know. Like, like I said this at the event. I said as long as I'm doing. As long as I'm coming and it makes me feel good and I don't leave feeling shitty, I'm gonna keep coming. Yeah. The last one I went to, I'm not gonna lie, I did not enjoy. It. Um, it and it wasn't it wasn't particular people or anything. It was it was just the the activity like the activities we were doing just they weren't they didn't speak to me in that in that way, you know? But that's always gonna happen. That doesn't mean you stop going to something. You know, you want to be, and I and I and I thought about that. I was like, No, I'm gonna keep going because I can bring my perspective to this. I can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to keep going back. Not every not every moment is going to be stellar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everything is a growing pain. Everything is, you know, you going through something. Yeah. So, for me, generally speaking, it makes me feel good. I, I went to school and I studied English literature and creative writing. Like, studied, we'll put that in quotation. Um, yet, I hadn't written anything in years until I went back to, until I went to Rampage. You know what I mean. So, and after I started writing, I felt so much better. So, why would I stop going? You know what I mean. Why would I? Why would I stop going to something that has reignited something that I loved and, and couldn't find the will to to do anymore? You know.
0: Yes. Um, what is? I, I like that you brought up the vulnerability stuff because that's that's a goal of mine for, you know, for the who and how Club. Like this entire conversation has. You know the theme is vulnerability without us even making it the theme you know like just just putting walls down and just sharing information about just sharing experiences with each other through conversation and hopefully someone's going to listen back to this and learn something either about us or themselves or can hopefully relate to something that either you or i said and you know Take that, inf- take that information, take those experiences, okay. and and spread it to their groups of people and promote. You know, being vulnerable is 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 okay. You're not in danger okay. if you're being vulnerable and shedding some skin and um, sharing pieces of yourself or your experiences with other people. Like I think, I think one of the big things for us as like being on this planet is for us to share with each other. Like, we are all learning from one another. We're learning from our personal experiences, but majority of those experiences include other human beings. So we're all learning from each other in some form or fashion. So to be afraid to share those experiences because of, you know, fears of being judged or looking weak or, you know, crying, etc. Like, these are all natural, humanistic, like, this is what we're meant to do. I truly feel like yeah. it, that, you know. So with the events, you know, uh, that's one of the things I'm trying to promote. And with the show and all of that jazz. So really happy to be, that you brought up vulnerability. Because uh, that's a huge component yeah. with everything that I'm trying to promote.
1: Yeah, I've been really trying to like shift my mindset to think thinking of vulnerability as a strength. Yes. Rather than a weakness. Yes. Because it really, really is a strength. It really is. And when you are more vulnerable, so many good things can come from it because all it is, is, is letting your guard down so you can go for what you want to go for or yes. you can meet who you want to meet. Like yeah. that's when you, when you just break it down, like dumb it down like that, that's all vulnerability really is. Yes. Um, so I've been trying to reprogram or unlearn, I should say, this idea that vulnerability is, is a weakness and see it as, as like the biggest strength. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Uh, I
1: feel like I say you know what I mean a lot it's my it's my
0: um or like yeah. yeah yeah no 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 it's good it's good I feel like I say like a lot but I don't think I've said it in this conversation so I'm happy but actually I was talking to someone yesterday and uh, I did acknowledge that and it was just a, it's funny that you brought that up Um yeah uh ladies and gentlemen you know we're gonna like i said rampage right now is put on hold because of what's going on in in the world right now uh we will be updating the people and the club very soon on when we're you know we're gonna get back to rampaging and uh our bi-weekly events if you hear noise in the background it's my puppy apollo he has woken up and he's going crazy in his crate so bear with me if you hear any of that stuff but you know um we just want to send a special shout out to everyone who continues to support the movement, the Who and How club as a whole, the events that we do, uh, whoever listens in on a weekly basis. I'm truly grateful for everything and I hope everyone is doing their best by uh, their best at being safe and um, yeah just staying positive in this uh, this weird weird time that we're in. Uh, we're gonna ask Kaylee one more question before we get into uh, to the Ask the Club segment. Um I wanted to ask you Kalia what what is next for Kalia? What would you say is next for you? Like when you think about you, your life, Kalia, what's next for her? Ooh,
1: that's interesting to ask. Um honestly, I don't really know. Um I do want to I currently don't live in Toronto. I'm from Toronto. I am working on transitioning back to Toronto. That's like my number one short term goal. Um, I really want to start um, just embracing the fact that I am a creative. I always deny it. You know, when I go out with my friends, they introduce me and they say I'm like a creative or an artist or some or a writer. And I'm like, no, I'm none of those things. But I want to start embracing that. And I want to start um, focusing more on my passions because those are the things that make me happy um using this tool of vulnerability to put myself out there more in different spaces you know like I've had friends ask me to um, like let's do a photo shoot and I'm like, no, I want to just push myself to do more things that make me uncomfortable you know what I mean Yes to let people let people recognize something in me and instead of denying it like go for it you know what I mean I think that's a big a big thing that I do like I I self-sabotage in that way you know someone will be like, oh like I would love to do this, this, and this with you. And I'm like, no. Like, even today, I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this podcast. This is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I just want to just push myself (laughs) to do more things so that um, my, just everything starts sort of falling into place. Because so many things in my life um, emotionally and, like, with, with me internally are falling into place. So I'd like that to extend, you know, outside of myself as well. So I guess just keep putting in the work I've been putting in.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's your time. I truly feel like that when I look at you now, regardless of your, you know, I know you're still working through things and you're figuring yourself out and you might have these little moments that, you know, you know, we're all, we all have our, our moments, you know, where, you know, we're happy, like happiness, I feel it doesn't last forever. Neither does anger, neither, neither does, you know, being moody, neither does, You know, we get in our miserable phases and all of that jazz. We all go through those things. But I think overall, I think it's it seems like it's your time. Just hearing how you speak of yourself now and how you see things. Uh, The fact that you and I are able to operate under the same umbrella or roof and not kill each other and still just have communication. And we call each other out on things, but it's like a joke, you know, and we just it's maturity it's growth and you're you're continuing to grow and it's cool that uh yeah i'm able to see that a person that i've i have some sort of history with and the history continues so i think that's cool yeah definitely um so we're gonna get into the ask the club portion of the or segment of the uh show and this is okay. where a guest wh- whatever guest we have on the show they bring their own questions to ask either myself or the club or both and whoever gets to listen and they could once they listen to the episode they could share their thoughts on those questions as well if they'd like Uh, but i'm I'm assuming you got some questions ready i do you have okay I have some questions. they're not like you know hard-hitting but you know first question all right um, hit me okay. is this to the club okay. or me what you got um
1: that i was supposed to ask for like
0: everybody but no no it could all it could all connect to the same you know people might hear it and resonate with your questions and want to respond so okay so let
1: me let me preface this by saying so there's like this idea that when you get into relationships friendships any type of relationship that like you always have to be willing to compromise on like a like a large scale yeah um which I, i don't necessarily agree with but that's like a whole other podcast you know what i mean yeah um But so, my question for you is, what are your sort of non-negotiables in any relationship, (laughs) whether it's romantic or platonic? Like, what are some things that you, some characteristics, some, you know, just things that you won't put up with in any relationships in your life?
0: I'm ready. I'm willing to compromise everything but myself. I feel like you can't. Like, there are certain things that we could talk about if we're talking about morals or, like, you know, the foundations. Like, even, like, I mentioned manners earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, those things always have to be present. And I feel like I would never change myself from those things. I don't think anybody would want me to change from those things, thankfully. But I don't want to compromise myself in any relationship that I'm in. I want to be able to still be who I am. And I want that person to still be who they are as well. And hopefully we could find a way to, to, to build together and sort of mesh and, you know, create something different from what we've experienced prior to. So I, I, it all depends on who I'm with. Like, they would have to ask me, like, if there's something that they expect me to, like, I need a more specific example, like something to give up. Like, hey, I want you to stop smoking. I don't smoke anyway, so that'll never be a conversation i don't drink Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i don't yeah so what yeah do you think there's certain people
1: that have come into your life who's like and you're willing to put up with more shit from them than you would put up with from other people
0: wait say that again
1: like are there certain people in your life that have come into your life and you're willing to put up with more shit from them than you would with other people
0: Uh, I think (laughs) I've already put, I've put up with a lot of shit already. So I feel like, I feel like things that I used to put up with in the past, uh, Mm -hmm. or that I wouldn't put up with in the past. I feel like I'm a bit more lenient now, uh, with because, yeah, because I feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm allowing people like going back to what you said earlier about, you know, you felt like maybe when we were together, I wouldn't allow you to be who you were or something like, I'm very... I don't mind people being who they are. Like, I don't judge you if you smoke. If you're a smoker, you're a smoker. I still like you. I'm still attracted to you. I want to do something. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm going to smoke. But we we also have to respect the boundaries within that. So, like, okay, I respect that you smoke. I'm not going to ask you to change, but I do. I am going to ask you to maybe, you know, not smoke in my place or... You know, like there, those are. That's a compromise that I would at, I expect from that person. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not, yeah, stuff like that. But I'm more open now. I'm more open. I get to know people more now than ever. I don't prejudge. I wanna, I wanna know. I wanna know why. Like I, I can't, I can't have a platform like the Who and How Club or Rampage and not adjust my old ways or be open to that's to true. people and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So. I too. try my best. Yeah, you can't be closed-minded. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I'd be a hypocrite. So, yeah. Okay. Am
1: I supposed to ask more questions?
0: Whatever you got, send them your <laughs>
1: Okay, we kind of touched on this,
0: yeah. but how would you define <laughs> you for yourself yeah. a
1: fulfilled
0: life?
1: Like, what to you uh, is a fulfilled life?
0: Huh. I've never been asked that. In my entire life what what would i consider a fulfilled life Hmm. to get specific i mean i always i've always i'm striving to i i know what would make me feel like what i see in my mind is like you know obviously me doing everything that i love doing Uh, and not letting go of those things and i'm talking about the art stuff you know platforms like these like seeing more of my ideas that i think of come to life Mm -hmm. would would keep me fulfilled fulfilled like i i I don't really i'm not as picky as i used to be i don't need much but i just need to be able to be who i am and bring my Mm -hmm. ideas to life And if I'm around people who are also creatives and like, you know, let's say the woman or the person that or people, whoever that I decide to settle down with or build with, you know, have that same mindset um, and I'm building with people, you know, every like I want I want everything that I do to have meaning attached to it. I I can't remember the last time I did something so superficial, even relationship wise. Like I don't, I just don't do anything for no reason anymore. Like it, there has to be, you know. So yeah, I think being able to just a fulfilled life would be, you know, me still just bringing ideas of mine to life, to reality, and doing that with the people that have the have a similar mindset and are pursuing what they love and just. Basking in love and life, and you know, energy, positive positivity, and you know, some kids, maybe you know, mm-hmm. I would love to have okay. children, yeah, yeah, you've always the, an oppor- there, right? yeah, an opportunity to be like a just a great father, you know, I would love yeah. to, yeah, I feel that, I
1: feel that. Um, okay, and my last question is, do you believe that certain people? Are like destined to be in your life forever Or do you think that's kind of like a Like toxic idea And like excuse for us keeping people in our lives
0: The second thing that you said
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay And why do do you feel that way Do you feel that there's some people who Again like you've gone through some shit with them Whatever but they're always in your life They always come back They always are there in some capacity So you think that's just like
0: well, let's, that's a toxic person you should just get out of your life well let's focus on the experiences in that situation is are the experiences continuing to be negative or bad like you could have had a bad situation mm-hmm. with someone in the past but now it, it has shifted you know you've had that opportunity to maybe get some closure from what has occurred you know forgiveness again uh, or you know you had a conversation and you're like you know what you know that was something that that was the old me or, uh, you know, we were dumb and young and whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if if you still have someone in your life that is just consistently and all you're doing is complaining about it and not doing anything about it, then that can be that could present itself as toxic. And then you, the only person to blame is you because you're keeping that energy in your life. And the yeah. results of that is just negative. Now, if there's positivity coming out of it and, you know you're not everything's not going to be perfect with people that are that are in your life you're going to have ups and downs and i think that's what strengthens or weakens those relationships Mm -hmm. so it's up to us to decipher that or or not decipher sorry but to assess assess those those relationships that you have whether they're long term long term or short term isn't it weird that you can meet someone in such a short period of time but you connect with them on such a deep level in comparison to someone that you've had in your life for so long and it's just going so crappy. You would think that the person in your life that has been there so long, you should be, you should, you have, you should have surpassed like depth, like, like you guys should be the best of friends or the best of whatever, but it's just going so crappy. And then this new energy comes in your life and you're like, wow, this is what I've always wanted. This is what my long-term relationship should look like. So, it i it, it'll be to I think it's toxic if we allow we just have to look at the assess the, the experiences with those people that are in our lives. Okay, well to delve deeper though, do you keep that same energy and that same thought process when it comes to family? Because I know most people don't. That's that's now where you you gotta adjust yourself in that situation because at the end of the day we can't choose family. It's whack right. when You're in a relationship, let's say an intimate one or a friendship, and you can actually have control over that and, you know, remove yourself or continue to be in that. And it shocks me when people continue to be in things that they could simply remove themselves out of. Family, on the other hand, you can't really control that because we don't choose our families. Uh, Yeah, but you
1: can still remove yourself from toxic family. Why do they get a pass just because they have the same bloodline
0: as you you adjust you just adjust you, you can't get rid of them like you can't escape from them is what i'm saying the way Ooh, i
1: don't know i disagree
0: it depends on which yeah. family member of course second cousins who you never see for sure but your immediate family no, I your first fr- energy with everybody uh, if someone's toxic in your life it doesn't matter who it is they're toxic in your life no. but but guess what they're still your family that friend that friend doesn't that that connects you no 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 but that friend that girlfriend or boyfriend they're not that to you anymore they don't hold that title in your life anymore Mm -hmm. whether you remove you could do all the the works you could remove yourself but when you go to bed at night you have to live with the fact that that person is a part of your family they hold that title and you can never do anything about that you could only control your actions yeah, so, you can remove yourself, yeah. Like, that, yeah, that person will still have the title of, yeah, they're still your
1: family, or grandma, or mom, yeah. or yeah. whatever. But that's just the title. Like, there's so many people whose families, you know, neglect them and shit like that, and they find their own family,
0: you for know, what sure, I mean? that for there's no sure,
1: blood relation, But like, your own family can still be toxic. And I think for me personally, obviously, this doesn't apply to everybody. For me personally, yes, I don't care. Who you are? If you, if, if, if I, I'm sorry. If you're toxic, I don't care if we're. I don't care if you're my mama. My mom's not toxic in that way, though. But like, I don't care if you're my mama, my sister, my cousin, my aunt, my, aunt, my uncle, my cousin,
0: my cousin's dog. If you're toxic, <laughs> like you're the I'm cousin's dog is wild. Life. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, no, like, I'm with you. I don't, don't you. care. I'm gonna remove you from life, and it's
1: it's crazy how we keep that energy with you know. People that we've actually chosen to be in our lives, but people that we're forced to have in our lives, yeah. we we just accept them for all of their crap. So it's it's just interesting perspective wise the way people look at certain things. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I look at the. I'm not f- saying people should cut off their families. People are going to hate me by the end of this podcast. I hate you. I, I'm joking. No, I'm this is great. Saying- Cut off your families. I'm just saying, toxic is toxic, no matter what form they come to you in. Is all I'm saying. I agree with you, but there are some things you cannot control. Is is the point that I'm trying to make? Yeah, I can't control who my family members are. They still hold that title. They're part of the kingdom, and not every member in this kingdom is, you know, on the same level. Every person's a person. You know, like they're their own. They have their own personality, their own perspective on things. So
1: never forget Mufasa is that his name killed what's his face through
0: through the king lion off the off the cliff no scar killed Mufasa or scar. scar yeah scar, Doc, Mufasa. never forget that you know what I mean that's all that's all I'm saying you know what I mean yeah but I know I'm with you but they were still family and they couldn't escape that they couldn't escape the fact I think it, it ran it ran even deeper because it was family. Like that like Simba is Scar's nephew. Isn't that crazy? Like he like this is an uncle. We're watching a brother, uncle, nephew war on. Yeah, in, on but it's Killed those titles, those like
1: that's still my brother. Like, no, your brother is is trying to kill
0: your your yes. son, and yes. you're still including him in your kingdom. Okay, no, we should stop that brother because people are going to be like this girl. Um, I don't know. This, this is, is good. This is good. <laughs> um, but that, that's just titles, but the situation. But I know back when Disney, that's don't when don't Disney was it. deep, man. That's when Disney <laughs> was deep. Know, all those Disney movies Aladdin, I, don't I the. Cartoon. For. What's your what are your top three like for me I have the trifecta? It's Aladdin, um Mulan and Lion King. That's the trifecta for me. What's your trifecta? With Disney uh, when it comes to Disney movies. What's your three? What's your three that you you know? I
1: mean as an adult I don't really like any of them. As a kid, I really loved um I didn't really love Disney movies as a kid. Actually, I liked Beauty and the Beast. Um, That was basically it. I wasn't really a Disney movie
0: person. I liked um, Land Before Time. It wasn't Disney. Wasn't Disney. Wasn't Disney. I think All Dogs Go to Heaven was Disney. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I wasn't like a Disney
1: a Disney really kid. Like I watched them, but I they're not like I won't ever rewatch them for sure.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, those three movies are like the ones that like. A lot of life lessons in those in those ones, from what I can remember. Uh, Disney movies now, I don't know, like Frozen. I've never watched a Frozen. I heard Frozen has life lessons. Though. Yeah, for who though? It's a I don't know. I've Which... heard from like adults that like they leave the theater crying and they like you know it teaches you about life and all kind of stuff. I'm not watching any type of Disney movie right now, so. <laughs> okay That's if if there was if there uh, was anything you wanted to share with the the club you know the listeners out there like a message of the day kind of thing what would that message be oh wow put me on the spot um
1: literally just never stop trying to understand yourself like never stop trying to figure yourself out not so that you can define yourself to other people but so you can know how you work and you can know what makes you tick and you can love yourself the only way you can fully love yourself is if you like stand in front of the mirror and naked look at yourself point out all the things you hate about yourself all the things you love about yourself decide you can't change them and then just like love yourself from there unless you're vulnerable with yourself first and strip down all those filters for yourself first you're never ever ever going to be able to do that in front of someone
0: else Uh. (laughs) that's dope that's a good way to end the show for sure. Uh, a little message for me, ladies and gentlemen: uh, Don't wait for anybody to. Uh, just don't wait for someone else to push you. Be your own battery pack. Give yourself that pat on the back. Look at yourself in the mirror, and just remind yourself of who you are, and push yourself to that next level. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to you know shed some skin, put your walls down, and uh, try something new. Push yourself to that next level and don't wait for someone else to come along and do it for you or to try to inspire you or motivate you. You already know what you want, so push yourself for those things. Um, Kaylee, I want to appreciate, just send a special shout out to you and let you know I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for having
1: me. It was actually so much fun. I was very nervous, or not even nervous, very like hesitant, but yeah. I'm glad that I did it.
0: We're definitely splitting this episode into two because we are at, let's see. I would not Jesus lie. Christ. We are at an hour and 42 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't think, I didn't think we, I didn't think it would go this long, but that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. no, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you've been listening to the who and how club. It's your boy, Aris Jean. You are the who and how, uh, I am the who and how, and we are the who and how club. We are the who's and how's of the world. And without you and without me, there is no us. There is no we. So uh, let's continue to stay positive in this uh, turmoil, in this negative time. And just protect yourselves. Be safe out there. and uh yeah hopefully you guys will enjoy this episode with calia and i'm gonna split it up into two episodes um calia if you don't mind i was hoping we could end this uh, episode with just a moment of silence you know you shared a lot about uh, your father on this episode and as we mentioned you know there are a lot of deaths and stuff happening because of this virus so if you'd like to join me in a little moment of silence before we end and uh yeah that's it yeah sure you cool Mm -hmm. all right so ladies and gentlemen we're gonna have a little moment of silence for everybody out there losing their lives through this um you know if you've lost anybody in your life uh take this moment with us and uh you know just give them that respect and just know that they are in a better place and uh yeah we honor them